Welcome to Mother, the show where we can explore our inner mothers to actualize our greatest selves through interviews with incredible guests, live coaching sessions, and my own experiences. We're going to dive deep into embracing feminine values and reparenting ourselves. So be prepared to show up, hold space, and be mothered in a way you never have before, but have always needed. It's time to rewrite the mother code. Well, hello, and welcome to Mother, Rewriting the Mother Code with me, Dr. Gertrude Lyons. And I'm excited for many reasons uh, to have this guest uh, on today. Oh, my God, I was calling you Georgia Thompson, but that's your maiden (laughs) name. And I'm like blanking on your married name. Perkins is a new new married name. Perkins. I feel like I'm still in that transitional phase where... My name is one thing half of in half of my life and other, you know, it's just sort of a all right. Georgia Thompson Perkins. Yay. There we go. Yes. <laughs> so welcome. So glad to have you. Thank you. I'm super excited to be here and chat with you. And there's so much to learn from you. So I'm excited just to hear from you too. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have some fun. And I'll start just by sharing um one, how I know Georgia, and then two, a little bit about her, but I'm we're all way more interested to hear her talk about her <laughs> and you and your journey and all that good stuff. So um super excited because Georgia was a classmate of Morgan, our daughters, uh, our daughter at Wake Forest University. And, you know, that's where I first met you. That's where the the two of you came together and have had a um just a wonderful friendship. And most recently, I saw you just a few weeks ago in Ziwaneo at their wedding. So, so exciting. I'm super. still not over how fun it was. It was no, it just was the most amazing, magical wedding. But, but yeah, Morgan was actually like the very first friend that I met at Wake. We lived on the same floor, maybe four rooms down or something like that. Oh, and I didn't remember she, that. She was seriously one of the first people that I met at school. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Her, roommate freshman year became really good friends with my roommate. So it sort of just worked out that the four of us obviously got along really well, but yeah, uh, it was great. And so, yeah, Morgan has just continued to be such a supportive and awesome friend in my life. And she's one of those people that, you know, we can go for like, you know, chunks of time without catching up. Mm-hmm. And then we, when we're with each other, it's like, nothing has passed. She's one of those friends. that's just, it's always very comfortable and very easy. And I yeah. appreciate that so much. You know, it doesn't, require a lot of maintenance, even though obviously friendships should have some maintenance, but she just makes it so, you know, she's always there very much a constant sort of present force in my life, which is great. Well, that I know it goes both ways. So um, I love that you, you two have stayed so close because you did, you were in different sororities and sometimes, you know, that can, that can just, you know, end things, but it didn't because the bond was too strong. It was always better, you know, in some ways fun to have some of a you know, different circle too. It almost, yeah, totally. point, sometimes can make it even stronger if you continue mm-hmm. to keep in touch and whatnot, but yeah, anyway, best. I love Morgan. Well, thank you. I do too. Um, mutual, <laughs> mutual love Morgan. Um, but we're here and not that things about, you know, friendships can't weave their way in. Cause it's part of, I think you, you know, the whole picture of you and what you're doing, but 
Um, it's been so fun to watch you build um, your brands and build. So let me just tell you a couple of things and then we'll, I'll have you share like your journey of how you're doing what you're doing. So Georgia is an integrative nutrition health coach, health and wellness blogger, content creator, freelance writer, recipe developer, and very dedicated to helping others create healthy, balanced lives. In her holistic health coaching practice, clients can expect to transform their relationship with food and exercise, implement and maintain wellness habits, and cultivate a healthy, happy, and balanced life in mind, body, and spirit. And you do that in a number of ways. I, you know, kind of most often see you on Instagram. Um, right. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about how people can find you, but it's you, you do such a beautiful job. It's, a, you know, it's one thing to like kind of share and talk about it, but I feel um, uplifted every time I come across your feed, you know, or, and, and your stories. Okay. Yeah, I know. I really do. So I'd love to hear. I mean, you know, you're a young entrepreneur and, you know, have this business. I'd love to hear and I'd love to share with my audience um, your journey. You know, how did this come about? Like, right. where did, how did this happen? Right. So obviously I wear a lot of hats, you know, it's, as you know, from being sort of a, an, being an entrepreneur, but um, sort of now it's so funny. I was talking to someone yesterday, actually, that referred to it as being like a solopreneur, which is it's sort of you know, a similar thing. It's interesting, but kind of doing this on your own and you know, yeah. people that help us in various ways, but sure. um, sort of forging your own path. But it was definitely a journey post college. And obviously prior to that too, to get mm. to where I am now and I still have so much to learn and so much growth that's to come. I mean, I'm by no means an expert and that's just, I guess everyone in life is continuing to grow and evolve. But I, so after Wake Forest graduated, Mm -hmm. I moved to Austin and I actually worked for an IT staffing and recruiting company, which was not, not in the field, obviously that I am in now. And, you know, I always have been very interested in health and wellness and nutrition Mm -hmm. Um, but really from like a holistic perspective as well, my mom particularly was always, you know, very interested in different types of healing methods. And, you know, Mm. we were doing acupuncture and meditation in high school before that was much more for your friends were doing it. Yeah, exactly. And that was what most people were doing. But, um, so I've always been interested in those types of topics and approaching wellness from, from a little bit more holistic perspective, but, one, you know, in college and I was very much didn't know exactly what I didn't or what I wanted to do. And mm-hmm. I was not a math and sciencey brain, unlike Morgan, who's the math queen. And <laughs> so therefore, you know, a nutrition path wasn't necessarily the right fit. And my strengths mm-hmm. were much more in, in writing and those types mm-hmm. of things. So um, I was trying to figure out how to marry my interest and passion for wellness with what my skill set really was. Yeah. So that took a little bit of, of time to figure that out. But once I was in that corporate job out of school, very quickly learned that I had to be doing something that was just more in the vein of what really brought me joy and what sure. interested in. I was just, I learned that I was not going to be the kind of person that could separate, you know, my work life from my real life, yeah. or the rest of my life. So I actually went back to graduate school. I mean, it was still in Austin and from or, went back to graduate school for my MBA. And at that time, just a lot of, you know, self-growth, a lot of self-exploration just to decide what direction do I want to go in. And at that point, I really thought that 
getting, you know, a master's degree and things like that would be like, you know, that's the extra experience that I need to make mm-hmm. myself more appealing candidate to a place like Whole Foods or any of these big health and wellness companies that were based in Austin. But through my journey in graduate school and at that same time starting my blog and my Instagram and doing things for fun full, solely because I was really craving a creative outlet and something that brought me joy in a time of my life that I was not experiencing much of that. Yeah. Um, you know, over time, I really began to realize that's not really what I wanted to do, meaning go work for a big company, even if it was in the field that I thought that, that I you were enjoying. It. Yeah. Right. So I think I learned that I was someone that really needed to sort of be the master of my own destiny mm-hmm. and be my own boss and figure out how I could make that work. So as I began to sort of build my blog a little bit and my social media and really just for fun as a way to share things I was passionate about, I was spending more and more time working on those things and wanted to figure out how I could make that an actual career and job. Yeah. So um, that's around that time is when I got my health coaching certification through the Institute for Integrative Nutrition, which is a way to, I think, one, sort of up-level what I was already doing in terms of working with people one-on-one and actually being able to dive in much more in-depth than I was on social media with mm-hmm. people with their wellness journeys, but also, of course, be able to actually make what I was doing for fun an actual job and career. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, so yeah, that sort of evolved over time. And I started coaching in like August of 2020. So it's been... I guess two and a half years now. And it's been great. It sort of evolved mm. in many ways and obviously continued to grow social media and things like that and doing other things in addition to coaching workshops and ebooks and all that good stuff. So I think there's there's so much left for me to do and so many things I'm interested in doing, but um, but it's a good reminder to kind of look back and see the progression of things too. Sometimes I can get so focused on what I want to do that right. journey that's where you are now. So it's good to reflect sometimes. I know. I, that's what I've been finding. I just had a guest on uh, recently and she's like, yeah, I, you know, hadn't really put some of these pieces together before. So, uh, you know, I, right. I love that until we're kind of sitting down talking about it and it's, you know, it's our narrative. It's, it's, and mm-hmm. we kind of get so busy doing the thing, you know, that we're doing, right. we don't sometimes stop and like, oh, that's how this came to be. And this is where the, this led me. And, right. and uh, when I, so one Quick question. Did you finish the MBA or did you decide that this was? So I actually did not. And that was another sort of pivotal moment. That was probably a big deal of of figuring out, you know, first of all, just being someone who's always been a very high achiever and done really well in school. And um, it wasn't that I was incapable of completing the program, but my life interest sort of took a turn and I had to make the decision of, is this really worth my time and energy? And would I rather put my energetic resources and otherwise, you know, into starting my own business. And that's actually what I did. So I actually didn't end up completing the program, which at that moment in time, again, seemed like this big catastrophic failure and decision. And it's so funny, you know, looking back, I'm like, gosh, I never even think about it much anymore. You know, you sort of grow and it's, um, it's just funny In, in the moment, those things seem so catastrophic, similar to, you know, quitting my job out of, out of school. I think that in that moment, it felt like this, the world was truly coming to a standstill, but, um, but all those sort of tough decisions I had to make, I think what led me into what I do now. And I'm actually really grateful because I think if I hadn't gone back to school just to, to dabble in that and see if that's what I wanted to do, I mm-hmm. would have never really had that opportunity to 
one, have the time to kind of do my blog on the side and things like that, but also mm-hmm. understand that that's really what I didn't want to do, <laughs> you know? And so I think that's, yeah. always, sometimes it's just as valuable, valuable to figure out what you don't want to do as figuring out what you do. What well, do you no, and absolutely. And what I love what you're sharing, Georgia, and this is like the kind of mindset that, you know, I coach and want to work with right. women that I'm working with around, you know, questioning, you know, looking, thinking critically about like what we're supposed to do. Right. right. And, right. you know, yes, I focus it often on, you know, in the kind of lane of mothering, but it's general, it's like everywhere, right? This is universal. And, you know, uh, so I love that you're having these experiences and recognizing, you know, that, you know, these were going against the, like the, what you're supposed to do, right? right? Come out of college, you get that job, you like stay, you know, you stay in that job and that's, you know, and, or yes, of course, like get an MBA because that's the answer to everything, right? Right. (laughs) And it didn't, you know, Um, No, but that you let yourself. So there was something going on with you that was allowing these voices to be loud enough to act on them. What do you think that was, you know, for you? How did, you know, what, because not everybody will make that choice, even though they feel that way. Well, I think there's a lot of factors. I think, you know, actually sort of a side note, but yesterday I actually did a a human design chart reading with a, a girl who's very well versed in human design, which I yeah. really that much about. No, but I'm just I feel like learning all these conversations are happening. It's kind yeah. of crazy that um, you're learning a lot about obviously what your you know your type is and how it's just how you are as a human, kind of how you're constructed. But um, so I think going off of that, I think maybe I've been doing a lot of thinking about this in the past 24 hours. But um, I do think innately, I've always been someone who really does have like a gut feeling about a lot of things mm-hmm. and the times where I felt the most unhappy or frustrated or overwhelmed or whatever it is, it's typically when, you know, I'm not being true to what really feels in alignment, I guess, with what's right for me. Mm-hmm. So honoring that gut feeling is something that I feel like I'm learning to do more and more over time. And now looking back, I can see these experiences and these kind of um, challenges I had to come overcome out of school and getting into what I do now. I always, you know, knew deep down what was right, but think that there's a lot of fighting against to your point, you know, what you feel like you should be doing. And mm-hmm. you think other people are going to think about you doing something that's a little bit different than everyone else your yeah. age like that. So um I think when I'm honoring what's right for me and what's again sort of feels aligned, mm-hmm. that's always the right answer. But it's quieting the external noise and pressures that can get in the way, but that's something I'm getting better at. Um, but of course, in addition to that, I think just having the support of my parents and yeah. my now husband, Sam, and all of the different people in my community, friends, et cetera, has been super important too. And the people that care about me the most and love me the most have been the most supportive throughout this nice. sort of career, personal development journey. And, um, so it's it's been also kind of an eye-opening experience of, you know, who's really supportive of of you regardless of what you're doing. And mm-hmm. uh, so probably a lot of different factors as to what helps me make those decisions. No, but they're yeah, but uh, you know, they're all important factors, right? right? And the last one you named um you know, the people that are surrounding me, are they uplifting me? Are they and it doesn't mean people can't ask questions, you know, or, you know, or 
you know, help you think about it, but that's different than, oh, you know, oh, you can't do that. That's too big of a risk or, you know, you got to like get that MBA and then you could do something like this or, you know, like just anything like that. But, you know, having the support of friends and family is is huge, right? And and then sometimes we need external coaching in addition, like, the, you right. know, that just kind of helps us in a whole different way. Um, right. But I think, and I don't know if this comes up for you in your just general health and wellness coaching around, you know, uh, all the studies and everything that's out there about, you know, who you have around you is really important for your health and wellness, you know, Definitely. that you know, bad habits are contagious or, you know, the even weight and, you know, kind of all those things is that, have you seen that for, for in your coaching as well? For sure. I think in general, that's just, just so true, but particularly sort of the age group that tends to be my clients, it's usually early twenties to early thirties. So Mm -hmm. I mean, a span, but obviously that period in your life where I'm in that span as well, it's a very, transformative time of your life. And it's, you know, also a very stressful time of your life. You're figuring out a lot and, you know, so there's a lot that we dive into with obviously every client's different, but yeah, I think especially my clients that gear towards the younger end of that spectrum, I think they're stress related to what their peers think and what their friends are doing. And I don't really want to do that, but I, you know, I'm trying to fit in and things like that, or I feel like this is what I need to be doing with my career, social life, whatever is huge. And so I, I totally agree. And um, even bringing it back to my own experience and my conversation yesterday about human design, now I'm yeah. coming up and everything, but, you know, certain people I think are much more impacted by external, you know, just forces, people, whatever that is. And mm-hmm. I guess I'm from my human design chart that I'm someone that absorbs a lot of other people's energy versus creating like emotions within myself. So I absorb other people's emotions more than the other. So, which is interesting, but yeah. the idea of being an empath. And so being mindful of the kind of people that you surround yourself with and um, finding ways to kind of protect yourself at the same time, but also, you know, creating an environment that is supportive. And to your point, that doesn't always have to be um, like a false sense of positivity all the time, right. destructive, but yeah. um, people that have your best interest at heart is really the main goal, of course. Right. And, you know, I think that's such a big factor that we, you know, cause, uh, and you tell me, you, you can obviously correct me, you know, in this assumption, but it, I feel like a lot of people kind of come, you know, into like, Oh, I'm, I'm going to see a health and wellness coach or, you know, I need to get, I need to get healthy, you know, that it's going right. to be all about diet and exercise. Right. And, and, yep. and those are a factor, but, you know, we forget what, what impacts, you know, and, and the emotional right. aspect of our eating patterns yeah. and, you know, and the, um, and even, you know, exercise in that. So I'm sure you've seen some of that. Is there, what, oh, what do you, most, yeah. Most often when I am having a consultation with a potential new client, you know, their main list of health concerns, most often all surround losing weight, food, exercise routines, things like that, which not that those things are a negative aspect. They are important. And for, you know, in some cases, all those things are big factors of how we can improve that person's overall wellness. But, you know, a big 
sort of defining factor, I feel like of what the kind of health coaching that I practice versus, you know, if you're just solely focused on nutrition, mm-hmm. is that sort of holistic element. And I always try to make sure I emphasize this in my consultations as well is that, you know, when you per- look at holistic quote unquote health, people think it might, you know, we're looking at it from a more integrated perspective. You know, it's using traditional Chinese medicine elements and Ayurvedic medicine and herbs and et cetera, et cetera, which I'm all about. I love all of the above, but I think in this case, you know, what we're really referring to is like a quote, like whole person approach towards wellness. And to Mm -hmm. your point, that is so much more multifaceted than just diet and exercise. And so we actually break it down, you know, as like an integrated nutrition health coach, we're sort of taught to use these two concepts of primary food and secondary food, which Mm -hmm. I really like, and I use it often. And so secondary food is what we refer to as diet nutrition. So from a secondary food perspective, you know, with a client we'll set goals and maybe it's, you know, creating more balanced meals or it's learning how to meal prep for work or whatever. Mm -hmm. But then we have this concept of primary food, which is broken down into all the different non-nutrition based sources of nourishment. So that's, you know, career and relationships and joy and spirituality and home cooking and all these different elements as well. So I've never heard that before. I love that primary and secondary. That's so cool. You know, I like this diet and nutrition is referred to as secondary food because while yes, it is extremely important. It's a good reminder that oftentimes the other elements of our health are more important. And so, and to your point too, I think that when you can begin to see how our secondary food choices are most often related to the primary food imbalance, that's really what we're diving into. And, you know, it's emotional eating, it's overeating, it's whatever. And we can usually relate that back to, you know, it's stress at work, it's stress in my relationship or not sleeping very well or whatever it is. So it kind of, I think that that perspective helps people kind of open their mind to how they can, better approach goal setting and yes. implementing healthy habits and all that kind of stuff. So um, kind of a good perspective and something that's really I love it. you a lot. Oh my gosh. Yes. I'm going to, I'm definitely taking that one Great. with, with me and, do. you know, it's just a way to think about it. Right. Cause right. I'm, I know they're connected, you know, and I know um, uh, way back in a day when um I've told this story, you know, I've probably on the show before, but when Rich and I decided we were going to wanted to try and start having children, Mm -hmm. I went off birth control, but I didn't get a period. Right. So, um, you know, that happens, whatever, you know, traditional Western medicine just wanted to put me on some sort of pill to like make it happen and, (laughs) and, and fix all the problems. I was luckily I was in a sphere, um, that I could question that and like, no, you know, maybe some like worst case, like I've just start this just happened. Like, you know, right. this isn't, I'm not, I'm not there yet. And I don't really appreciate you. That's like, you're go, you know, to that conclusion, right. Jumping to that conclusion. So I, you know, that put me on a more integrative or a holistic um, lens to start looking at this all. And I went to a um, MD acupuncturist, right. So, you know, trained as a medical doctor, but then she wove in um, alternative, you know, acupuncture. She was doing light therapy thing at the time. And just this was in the 90s. Right. So this was there was all like 
some like new cool stuff. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Cool. But she she looked at me and she said, "Well, has anybody told you you're underweight?" You're you know, that. so after like all, you know, like this and that, like let's put you on a pill. It's like, you know, I bet a little body fat would, you know, probably help oh, the situation. Oh my gosh! But yes. then she was smart enough to say, like, and that's not just a matter of like, okay, so now like eat more. Right. She said, because, you know, there's going to be factors tied to that and emotions and, right. you know, so she, it was, it was so great to like have that framework or that path one, like, oh, that's kind of a simpler solution in some ways. Right. right. But at the same time, like you're saying primary, secondary, right. This isn't, wasn't just about now like eating more. Cause that's the other side of the coin. Right. Right. And, um, so that did put me into like, like, okay, I'm going to go at this, you know, pretty hardcore. And I started, you know, I was already doing therapy and, and growth work, but I did, then did, um, you know, body work and breath work. Right. And, and like these deep, oh my God, like Sessions. feelings that I just never would have known, like were there about terror I had a, a, about having a child, you know, and, or being a mother. And cause in my mind it was always like, yeah, of course I want to have kids. Like, what do you mean? Like, you know, right. what's yeah, duh, yeah. you know, right. like <laughs> get married, right. we'll have kids. Yeah. We waited a while and that's cool. So, but now, but there's this whole other, like really deep, Layer. like uh, lay under, con- you know, that was so unconscious until I like really had to work at it, you know, right. to get that. And that just, you know, I, and I started eating, like eating, but doing it health, healthily, you know, whatever. Cause I was, didn't want to eat a bunch of crap to gain weight. Right. And trying to do, do it that way. But it like, it felt like almost instant, like after that, like that, you know, that, that turned the whole corner for me and yeah. just putting on a few extra pounds, like maybe it wasn't like, you know, I was in, I, I didn't have a, that I'm aware of. Like, she didn't say like, I think you have an eating disorder. It was just like, right. you're you know, that is this probably a factor. Yeah. Right. But it was like all of it. Right. So was there any one thing? No, but those pieces tied together were, right. you know, the, and, and then what a gift, right. So if I had just gone on that pill and like, you know, yeah. ovulate, maybe that would have worked. Um, I would have missed all of this. When it wouldn't have know? actually touched the real, exactly. Crux, you know, the issue was, and that's so true. And that's really, you know, kind of bringing it full circle. It's that sort of whole person approach to to wellness or to anything you're wanting to achieve. It's having a baby. It's, you know, I don't know, getting a new job, whatever it is. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's so much more, it's so much deeper than that. And um, similar kind of situation, but a little bit different is I think I work oftentimes with a lot of, um, well, sometimes people that are looking to get pregnant or have had babies or whatever it is, but similar Mm -hmm. thing with, you know, wanting to get married and I want to feel really good on that day. And how can I do that in a little bit more mindful way than just, I'm going to stop eating. And so yeah. I can address kind of perspective totally. um, to your point of view. It's a lot of, it's diving deeper. And I think for a lot of people, it's harder to take that approach versus, you know, taking a quick fix. It's taking a, it's going on a diet. It's whatever. And that's our culture, right? right. Like just 10 right. easy steps. Like, you yeah. know, that, that's, but yeah, keep going. And, that's the hard thing is yeah, it's my sort of perspective towards wellness in general is it's not what's going to be sexy and sells quickly to people, but it's what works in the long run. And kind of, you had that experience obviously of you're doing the work and you're diving in and it's more challenging 
in that moment than just taking some sort of quick fix approach to whatever mm-hmm. you're wanting to achieve. But, um, but that's what really pays off in the long run, but it's, it's hard to get ourselves to do hard things sometimes. Yes. So, uh, and well, and I think that's one of our biggest cultural barriers or blocks is like, we're somehow fed to believe, well, it, it kind of keeps the machine going, I guess, because then we can sell these quick fixes. Right. So exactly. we right. somehow like have all come to believe that like, well, I know, I know it doesn't really work, but maybe this one will, you know? Right. Right. <laughs> it's the hope that maybe. That's oh, yes. Right. Yeah. It's that. And I always think about this with, again, whatever the health topic is, whether it's a diet or it's a, you know, type of birth control pill or whatever it is, you know, if I always sort of ask people, because I get a lot of questions from clients like, what do you think about this? I just am curious about your perspective on XYZ popular thing of the moment. And, you know, I always ask them, you know, if it was that effective, wouldn't we be all doing it? You know, I mean, there's 20 million different types of pills and diets and what, you know, all these things that were sold. And I always think it's kind of funny because like if it was really as effective as the commercial on TV or the influencer on social media is making it sound, you know, wouldn't Mm -hmm. we be all seeing it? So it's being a little bit more, um, I don't know, just careful and discerning, like critical thinking, right? Like we've all stopped thinking. I, you know, I want to stop thinking sometimes. And I think that's, it's like, we've, we're lazy with our thinking and we just want somebody to think for us. Like we're outsourcing our thinking all the time. Right. And, and back to what we were saying at the beginning, you know, where you're, you know, providing um, nourishment to that intuitive voice, right? Like you're, you're testing it. You're like, Oh, I'm going to try this. Okay. That worked. Like, and that gives me the impetus to try it again. You know, and those were hard decisions, right? And and I don't know if you felt this way, but sometimes I want somebody to just tell me, like, should I quit my MBA and start this business or not? Right? Is it going to be okay? Right? Right? Is it is it going to work out? Right? And it's wanting permission too. And I think at that stage, and you know, especially when you're kind of right out of school, you still feel like a kid in so many ways. You're almost looking to your parents to be like, is it okay if I do this? And you know, they're like, it's your life. You know, we, we support you and we're here to help however we can, but you know, you're the one that has to make this decision and, and live with the consequences, positive and negative. So it's, it was definitely, I think that experience sort of bringing it back was very pivotal and that I just kind of felt like an adult for the first time. I'm like, yeah, I have support everyone's for me, but no one's going to, you know, to do this for me. Like, I have to right. be the one that makes these hard decisions and it puts in the work to make whatever I decide to do work for me, you know? So mm-hmm. it's, it's a challenge for sure, but intuitive voice is always right. It's just, you have to kind of trust it, which is hard. Hi, I'm so excited to share with you my 2024 Spring Equinox Self-Mothering Retreat that's happening this March, 2024. And I would love for you not only to consider it, but to attend, but in considering it, Hey, just knowing that you would be leaving cold weather, if that's the space that you're in and coming down to just magnificently beautiful, warm, nourishing place of Zihuatanejo, Mexico, Zihuatanejo, meaning land of the goddess women and coming to really take time for yourself. Okay. And that I am learning more and more isn't just a nice thing to do or something extravagant or something selfish. It's essential. 
And I really want you to take it seriously to consider, you know, just think about what would it take for me to go. It's a five and a half day retreat, getting from where you are, getting there, landing there, and then being in a space that is all about you. It's all about nourishing you. It's all about tuning into you, using everything around us, the nature, the food, the beautiful people, the rituals, ceremonies. I bring it, you know, we really bring it. And we go deeper and deeper as the days go on and we release, we let go, we bring in what is nourishing, what is empowering, what is that space of just really divine feminine energy. And we do it in the community of women. It's not for everyone. I will be honest, you know, if that idea of leaving and not making it work or it's just too hard, not for you. If the idea of, you know, spending that amount of time inwardly focused and going to that level of self-awareness doesn't sound like something you're willing to do or put the time and energy into, then it's not for you. And it's good to know that, right? So this is for people who are serious about what it means to mother themselves, what it means to take time for ourselves and that gift and what that gift can bring to us. It was originally right after my fall retreat, it filled right up. But now some people, it turns out, are not able to come. So I do have a handful of openings. And if you're listening to this and you're willing to take that step, please reach out to me. We can do a discovery call or you can put a deposit down. I would love that. And you can do that by going to my website, www.drgertrudelyons.com. Go to events and there you go. It'll all be there. There's a beautiful page there for you to explore. I look forward to hearing from you and then seeing you on my spring retreat. True. And we have to, um, you know, we have to like learn to trust that voice and discern, you know, there's like, I sometimes think I'm hearing like the voice that's telling me what to do, but like, sometimes I even have to be curious about that because like, uh, you know, we'll, we'll start, you know, oh, my intuition is telling me, um, you know, I should, I don't know. I can't think of a good example, but some, something that's obviously not. Right. Um, I, I totally agree. <laughs> and I not to keep bringing it back to this human design conversation, but I no, guess it's, it's fine. Mind, but no, uh, it's in my mind too. I, yes. I don't know why this, I've done one session on it, but it, it, we had this a similar conversation in that, you know, there's sort of this external um, again, I'm going to totally butcher these words, but you mm-hmm. know, it's, it's an external sort of how you present yourself maybe to the external world, people, whatever, then there's yeah. your intuitive internal world. And, um, you know, this is a great example of what you're talking about is, you know, my external sort of inclination in many ways is to, you know, to kind of pop it up and not be very social and turn mm-hmm. inward. And, you know, when I'm focused on something, whereas, you know, I know that pushing myself to to get out there and try new things and be with people is, is what's going to be best for me. You know, it's a, using that example. Sometimes your, your intuition yeah. be like, you just want to stay home and say no to that event right? or that dinner you told people you go to or whatever. Cause that's sort of my maybe introvert. Yeah. That might be more of like in, a, but a habit, right? A habit, that we should right. question sometimes it's yeah, comfortable. Right. You can question and sometimes that can be a good sign that maybe you do need to take some more alone time and honor mm-hmm. that. But totally. I think I have to, I have to do that often. If you, know, is this me honoring my need to be alone or is this me doing this? Cause it's the comfortable, safe thing to do. And actually going out and doing X, Y, Z would be more productive and 
you know, better for my growth long term. Exactly. And and uh and that's allowing these different voices in her head. I this past year, um I was got a coaching certification with Jill Bolte Taylor. I don't know if you're familiar with her, no, but I... she um she's a well, Harvard trained neuroanatomist. Um, but her first book was called Stroke of Insight, and she had the first TED Talk to go viral. Um, hey, okay, I'm so sure I heard it. I just you, don't recognize you, you. You maybe have, like, you know, once, like, well, it's. I don't know that it still has the highest viewing, but you know, it has. I don't know, like something like 28 million views or something. <laughs> yeah, it's like a lot. Um, but then she since has followed up. So she had a. She is a neuroanatomist who. Um, had a brain hemorrhage and the whole left side of her brain shut down. Wow. But it happened in a, in a slow enough way that she could experience it. And she's like having this whole experience wow. of, of, um, you know, uh, of her left brain shutting down and, but very acutely then aware of what these centers of the brain, do. you know, do, you know, and to the extreme, right? Like, with her right brain being suddenly like taking over, she was right. like connected to the universe. It was like she was on a psychedelic trip. Like she, you know, was like merging with the I, universe and like, you know, like just saw herself as energy and just like, whoa, you know, like I like this is reality. Right. And then wow. she'd hear this voice like you're having a stroke. You need to call for help. <laughs> you know? It's so wild. It's so wild. Um but then she, you know, so she has since written a second book called Whole Brain Living, where, and it, it, I've I've done a lot of, you know, work, like, I, I think neuroscience is super cool and, you know, it how is. our brain works yeah. and, you know, there's been a lot of like debate and this and that left side, right side. And it's not, it's more nuanced than sometimes, you know, we say, but at the same time, it's not, it's just the left side is that more concrete, logical, right. but that's, there's a thinking side of our left brain and a feeling side. And it's that feeling side that we're kind of talking about that right. is based on our memory. It's kind of where we get some of those like, Oh, it's like just nicer to stay home and safe. Right. And, Comfort. you know, exactly. Um, but that can also be the naysayer voice or the voice. that's like, you know, and kind of has holds negative us holds yeah. us back. Right. And here, um, whereas like the two sides of the rights brain, one of them is that more like, you know, you're a child of the universe, you're loved all is well, you <laughs> right. know, like just, it's more be in the moment, um, you know, present moment. And, right. and then this feeling side is much more, um, you know, she assigns characters to them. Like a, like, like that Tigger kind of like, let's go, let's do it. Let's, right. you know, energize her like, let's be in the moment. Yeah. Right. Let's, you know, but that one unchecked can be impulsive. So all of this to say in that voice that just wants to keep me like safe and small, like I have, to, you know, we just don't want it to have the microphone, you know, when right. we can hear from these other areas, like, well, what do you think? Well, what do you think? Like, you know, you still may decide to stay home, but you've given it uh, more airtime from these other areas. Right. Like, no, oh, it'd be really fun. Like, let's, you know, like, let's go. And, you know, who knows what we'll meet and that's okay. Like, right. you know, we don't know what's going to happen, but you know, uh, that sort of thing. And, you know, the other thinking side might like plan it out. All right. Well, maybe, 
you set a time that you're going to end and come home right. and that'll home give you mix. some security. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right, right. And the other one's just like, yes, go like connect and, you know, be with people. Be free. Right. Um, but it's such a, it, it, you know, neuroscience can kind of scare some people like, oh my God, that sounds so scientific, but she right. does such a great job, like laying out that structure that it just gives your brain like a way and it's science, but it's also like both logical right. and, you know, kind of out there, but, but it's your brain, right? This right. isn't, well, it helps you understand too. I think the, it's almost sort of justifies and, you know, sol- not solidifies is the right word, but helps mm-hmm. you maybe better understand why you feel the way you feel, <laughs> which mm-hmm. I think any of these approaches, whether it's looking at it from a neuroscience perspective or any of these other sort of, you know, energy healing perspectives, yeah. or human design or any of these different things. I think it's so, I love learning about all, a lot of different, I guess, yeah, perspectives because it, in many ways that they're sort of saying the same thing and better understanding why you make decisions the way that you are and mm-hmm. kind of helping you understand yourself better, which um, it can be sort of overwhelming, like you said, but right. in a lot of ways, it just, it makes you almost feel justified in the way that you mm-hmm. are, you know, and sort of embracing the way totally. that you feel about things and helps you also kind of fight the, the negative aspects of it too. And you can identify you know, when I'm in a bad headspace, this is how I feel or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, or that part of my brain is, has too much airtime, like you said. Right. You know, it's just to know that there's tools and that I, I think, and right. I imagine this comes up for you, but you know, the point a lot of times in all of it that I want to get across is that we have choice and, right. you know, and there's consequences to any choice that we make. There's going to be a loss of some sort, you know, or like this or that, that we don't have to like, I mean, obviously there are life and death type choices, but, you know, for the most part, right, the ones we're right. talking about, you of know, course. aren't that, although our brain might try and tell us that they are, because uh, right. that happens, um, you know, that, but, and, you know, choices, it's human, it's beautiful. And that's the other thing she said, because some people are like, why don't you just decide to stay in that blissful state? And, you know, cause she, it was eight years to get her brain like Incredible. back, you know, working. Um, Cause like, that's what, you know, we think is kind of where we want to be. Right. Like, I just want to be in that blissful, like, mm, you know, like floating state. And I, I don't have any memory anymore. So nothing bothers no me. And right. yeah, no responsibility. She's like, well, she said, you know, what really became clear to me is I, I really believe like that's where I'll be when I die, you know, like that's a spirit yeah. space. And this is, I mean, this is the human experience, you know, and this right. is human and what it means to be human is to have these emotions, to have these struggles, these like, you know, kind of push pulls with these, you know, different arenas and to just like, you know, live this human life and, you know, know that we're these spiritual beings living a human life. Right. right? I you totally know, agree. that we're feeling beings that think, you know, and those are big concepts that we have to kind of, you know, do a big switcheroos on to actually right. like have meaning for us. Absolutely. And I think that sort of, you know, kind of from her experience too, and if you live all the time in that happy, free state, it's almost like if you're on vacation all the time, then there's yeah. nothing to compare it to. You know, the psychedelics, like you're like living 24 seven on a psychedelic. Right. And like, yeah. if you're like that all the time, then it's not really as wonderful. I think that that's 
Yeah. You know, I've, I always remember that being like growing up and going on vacation with my family and being like, oh, I just wish we could live here all the time, but mm. or do this all the time. But the reason it's so sweet and you cherish it so much is because because you work and you, because you have a life that has responsibilities and, you know, that dichotomy is kind of what makes the good things even more wonderful. So, mm-hmm. you know, having challenges of whatever they are in your life, it's, if you can, it's the perspective towards them, kind of like you said, it's, you know, yeah. embrace those things because it makes the outcome and the positive experiences of being a human better, you know, that much, yeah, that much richer or dearer, right. you know, you have like value the treasure that they are of course, right? versus so take them for granted or, yeah. Or think like, Oh, like the rest of my life sucks. Cause right. it should just be like, you know, all of those things. Right. I agree. Well, I love this. And we're like kind of in this bigger arena of health and, and wellness. And, but I have this question cause I, you know, I love this conversation. I love that you're 26, you know, having, and like, and, you know, it's kind of when I started my growth journey. So it's, you know, like, "Mm." but like in, in this day and age, like I didn't have social media. I didn't have, you know, this, it was hard. I thought it was pretty hard then (laughs) to think for myself and, you know, and have all these cultural rules. Like now it's like, it's, you know, so in your face, like, is that come in as a part of like your coaching or, you know, like how you work or like just to help women or people? Social media is, it's such a double-edged sword in so many ways. Right. I know. It's in so many ways. It's allowed me to have the business that I have, you know, I can reach people all over the place. I can share things that reach people in a, you know, larger, more vast way. Mm -hmm. And it has provided me you know, a platform to do what I do and things like that. And so I can never say, you know, I hate social media and it's terrible no. because it's in a lot of ways sort of the, the bedrock of what I do. But I think that you have to be so mindful of its yes. impact and it, it has an impact regardless, you know, and it can be positive. It can be negative. It's probably a mixture of both, mm-hmm. but I think going into what I do now, you know, I never, I use social media prior to using it for work just as much yeah. as the average person, never yeah. all that much really personally. But, you know, I think there, because of that, when I went into using it for a job, you know, I've always perceived it as, you know, it's, it's a job. And so I want to treat it with in, in a professional manner mm-hmm. and at the same time, also make it fun and embrace the positive aspects of it. And you know, there definitely are times where I'm feeling like I'm on it too much, or you're seeing a lot of negative things and it's, or it's impacting you or, influencing you in some way that's not doesn't make you feel good and mm-hmm. in those moments i feel like i try to do a good job of one identifying that and taking some time away from it if needed but um but a lot of times with clients i think it's, it's a huge thing that comes up and yeah a lot of mindless scrolling before bed that we have to work on and those types yeah. of things and, and, and then that feeling bad about yourself because yeah. even and though we all know like people use filters and change photographs and the famous people out there that look so perfect, like aren't perfect, but our mind just doesn't get, you know, it's like, it's hard. You know that, but it's, you know it, but you still feel like you should impact you on a subconscious level, something else. And I totally agree. And something that I, you know, I've heard this many times amongst people that are in a similar sort of community creator community that I'm in, I guess, you know, say that when you're feeling it's it's comparison to other people or it's this constant need to produce, 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 create content, whatever, you know, it's sort of shifting the focus to creating over consuming. Mm-hmm. And I think that's always something I really come back to, especially when I'm feeling 
just kind of icky about it or like I'm comparing myself or I'm not doing enough or whatever it is. And um, especially over the past couple of years, I think I've been, I've become better overall at consuming a lot of consuming content much less frequently. I don't sit there and scroll much. I don't, you know, just consume, consume content because enough. I don't have time for it, but I think it makes me a much more mindful and sort of inspired creator when I'm creating from, you know, what I want to do versus and what you want to see and what would be nourishing to you. Like, right. Yeah. That's really shifted. I think my perspective is, you know, some of you do have to kind of be, in it to a certain extent to kind of understand what's going on in the world of health and wellness on social media. Right. Um, but you can go down such a deep rabbit hole of what everyone else is doing and creating and sharing and thinking and whatever that I know know, to just sort of pull myself back and focus more on what do I want to create and put out there versus doing what everyone else is putting out there. So I love that. No, that's really Exactly. And I think everything we're talking about is connected, like with the mindful and the awareness. And um, it's one of the things, you know, that I enjoy when I see your content is it feels mindful and beautiful, right? Like, it's like, oh, like, I think what's neat about it is, um, because I was thinking, you know, and, you know, even like, I, I don't know who takes the pictures of your food, but if that's you, that's me. <laughs> yeah, that's not thing, easy. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's really good because it's, you know, I've talked to people and that's, it's a skill like to, it, it is just figuring it out as I go, but. We're, no, we're there's a, <laughs> no, yeah, well, I, I hope you can fully take in my compliment. <laughs> Yo, I appreciate it. it really is. I, it, so I really appreciate it. Cause I know like, you know, just trying to get a good shot of something is like right. not easy and, the and life. a real shot, you know, and, right. and uh, you know, this, you know, people take food shots all the time, but like, this is uh, the message. I feel like, you know, that you're doing a good job putting out there is like healthy food is beautiful is yummy. You know, it's like, I want, you know, I'm always like, Oh God, really want to make that. Or (laughs) I I do feel a little bad sometimes like, Oh, I, I, you know, I'm not bad, but it's like, Oh, I, I haven't taken the time to like make one of those recipes, whatever. Like they're, they're so good. Yeah. They're so good. Thank you. Well, and just, you can tell you're enjoying it. You can tell like, this is, you know, how you're living and you're sharing it, you know, with others. So I, I think, you know, right. and I'm saying that like one, because I, you know, want to support you and have you do well, but two, it's the <laughs> truth. And three, I think that's the message, right? Like when you, you've taken these risks, you've, you know, kind of gone off on a, a, a not so known path. Right. Um, and, you know, it, it could it could just be this, like, how do I like, you know, how do I do it? But you're, you know, you're doing it because it's what you're, what you would enjoy. And you're, it's like, you're including us in your life. And I think that's lovely. Well, that's very kind. I think it's so true. You can, regardless of whatever someone's little niche is, I think you can just tell when someone's enjoying it, you know, and if Mm -hmm. that's, and that's really, I think what is most successful when someone's coming from a place of authenticity and, you know, and their own joy, you can sort of yeah. feel that. And and that's, you know, coming back to the social media conversation too. You can, I think when you're producing things, cause because you feel like you have to, or that's what someone else is doing. You can just tell that those things aren't, it, there's just it's an energy just to quite it. quite so, you. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So I think that's, it's always something to keep in mind when you're 
great creating anything. when you're looking when you're creating when you're consuming, consuming either one too, right? right yeah yeah absolutely but i'd love for people to know you you have a lot of beautiful offerings how can people reach you you know what i mean you do life you do health coaching health obviously you know but you also have programs and blogs and and you know little pieces of content that you can purchase so lots of good stuff so how do people find you how do they, how can they work with you right so obviously i am a health coach so working with me one on one on my website which is goodnessg.com there's a whole page all about health coaching and kind of what those offerings look like and also on my website i have a whole little tab that has a ton of workshops and i try to lead what i call them wellness workshops I try to do one a month. It's been a little crazy the past couple of months with moving, but we're going to get back to it. And I have all those recorded workshops on my site. Right. You can back. I do a wellness Wednesday email. So you can mm. also, there's a little link on my website and in my Instagram to get those weekly emails. It's about a random variety of different health topics, et cetera, recipes. Obviously my website has tons of all my recipes. They're all there. And then my social yeah. media Instagram is goodness with G as well um, across all, I guess, platforms. And yeah, those are kind of the main things that are coming up right now. I totally invite and encourage, you know, everybody listening uh, to go check you out and follow you and, you know, just be inspired. I feel nourished even, you know, in the watching and doing of it. Like it's yes. Um, So just in that is nourishing and it will be fun to make one sometime. Okay. So last question um, that I always end my show with is what does rewriting the mother code mean to you? I love that question. Mm -hmm. I feel like everyone probably has a great different answer for it. I think sort of full circle with this conversation and it's something I've been thinking about a lot, even just in within my own businesses sort of redefining what success looks like to me. Yeah. And it's something I, I actually got that tip from the therapist I work with. Um, and she was, you know, last year when I was sort of struggling with what I feel like I need to be doing in my business and what everyone else is doing to be successful. And, you know, she gets to me, you know, you need to, you know, how can you sort of redefine what your version of success looks like? And yeah. maybe that's different than someone else. And, in this sort of whole conversation, it's sort of bringing it full circle into just what I do in general. And that could be applied to motherhood, to being a business owner, to whatever, you know, it's okay if your version of success doesn't look like everyone else's or what you feel like isn't necessary to be a successful business owner or mom or whatever. Um, Everyone's version of that success is going to look different. And sort of living in that is, is really important. It's something I'm definitely working on and figuring out kind of what that looks like for me. That's perfect. It's so that's spot on and, and totally getting the like generalizability of like, yes, it's yeah. the mother code, but it's, you know, we're like, we're just how we're wired, how we're encoded in it. And, but we have this opportunity to explore that, disrupt it, you know, right. question it so that we can follow like what's inside us, you right. know, and listen to those voices first and then maybe gather some data or whatever after. Yeah. And, and that's where we'll feel the most, you know, nourished, I believe is when we do that. Well, wonderful. Like so so fun. This is so, so fun being with you and um, more to come, of course, and lots of good stuff on the horizon. And I I can't wait to hear all the things you're going to keep doing and ways that I'll get to see you just 
you know, whether it's with Morgan or whatever, whatever <laughs> we're doing, we'll do it. I love it. Well, thank you so much for having me. This was such a great conversation. I'm just truly so honored to be included. So thank you very much. Thank you so much for choosing yourself and taking the time to listen to this podcast. As always, please rate, review, and subscribe to Mother. Wait, no. Subscribe to Mother Her. It helps other people who need this message, aka all women, well, actually everybody, men included, find it. I'm honored to have you on this journey in mothering yourself. Remember, change is uncomfortable, but it's beautiful, and it starts with us. And if you can't wait until next week's episode, follow me on Instagram and LinkedIn at Dr. Gertrude Lyons or at my website, drgertrudelyons.com. I'll see you next time.